Welcome to this evening's episode of Dungeon Jedi Master's Theater. Tonight's story is a tale of three individuals simply trying to make their way at the edge of the galaxy. Presenting Vagrant Raiders. We start as the three of you, Kel, Datish, and 4D, are waiting for your cargo to finish being loaded onto your starship so you can head out on a routine transport to Caredef in the center of the Manos Cluster, a planet, a uh, heavily populated planet that uh, has a large need for uh, raw materials and whatnot to produce one of their few exports of uh, droid parts, other appliances, things like that. But seeing the opportunity there to bring in this, these materials, these uh, imports to them, and as a, as a group, always looking for a financial opportunity. Uh, you've, you've found a good deal on these uh, items, uh, this material, and are ready to... Uh, take that out. So you are currently hanging out in the uh, docking port lounge, waiting for your cargo to finish up getting loaded. Captain, is it possible when we reach Karadef, we can acquire some more droid components for me to experiment with? What, what 4D, what, uh, what experiments do uh, you have in mind this time? The last time one of your uh, little experiments didn't quite go uh, so planned. It you know, didn't go uh, according to plan. There had uh, had to clean the up that mess. For... My arm are still soft. Yeah, not to mention the uh, the capacitors on the uh, manifold that you got fried. But think of all the data we obtained about how much those manifolds can take it in the future. That's that's not really something I was concerned with, to be honest. Uh, as long as they keep the ship flying, that's uh, good enough for me. If we're picking up anything, it's parts to fix my chair. My back is killing me. All, All right, right, so... Lumbar so, enhancements. How mundane. Exactly. It's like I'm a slave here. You're, uh, you're free to leave any time as soon as I can find uh, a buyer willing to pay the price. I think we were the only, the only ones stupid enough. Well, to be fair, and by Didi, we he, I mean you. Well, to be fair, he uh, he he does uh, he does know his way around the uh, the hollow net. Can uh, dig up information. Seems to always have an answer. Now, whether or not it's always the right one, I'm still not sure. But he's always got something to say. Oh no, I I appreciate him when he's useful. No, 4D. I guess uh, you know, planet full of droid parts sounds like. Uh, Good place to pick up something for you. What did uh, what did you have in mind? Anything in particular? Or you just want to dabble like you usually do. I believe I'll generate a list, sir. Perhaps um, four or five gigabytes of items might be an interesting way to start. Oh, actually, it would be interesting if we could knock off Doctor uh, Shelvestan's equipment. I mean, he was a geneticist. That might be helpful in your arm. 
request this time. Can you tell us what experiments you're about to do before you start? I need to prepare myself physically and mentally. Ah, yes. Perhaps once we are on our way, I will... Just a little bit of warning would be appreciated. Oh, by all means, TD, I'll give you a complete treatise. You'll sleep like baby. Cheers. That's, uh, that's got me thinking, though. While we're there on the planet, um, you know, Forty, keep, uh, keep an eye out for anything that might, uh, you know, look valuable off-world potentially. You know, we're dropping off these, uh, these materials, but nothing says we can't find something else there to turn the profit into something else. One track mind, I tell you. Well, my eye is at your disposal, sir, as is my photoreceptor, all my cranial uplinks, and over a hundred years of scientific research. hundred years of scientific, yes, we've heard. Kel, you get a ping on your comm device that uh, the cargo has completed loading, and uh, when you all are ready, you're able to head out and start the journey towards Caradef. All right, let's uh, let's wrap up here and uh, get back to the ship and let's get going. Time is money. The droid servant behind the uh, counter there, uh, as you guys are waiting, comes by and thanks you for your patronage and wishes you a pleasant flight. Let's get going. No reason you know, to Captain. Since we are heading to Karadef, perhaps I could form my wish list in the form of a song. Uh, Please don't. Seven you... motivators, four power condensers. Oh, he's just going to do it. Oh, okay. And a ram scoop for those lonely nights. Um, you do you, 4D. What, uh, whatever helps you get through the uh, the days, I suppose. I'm around Karadef. Remind me to get a remote. Are you inquiring that you require a secondary deviation control for my personality quirks? I'm just messing with you. Get on the ship. As you climb aboard your excess light freighter, an older model, but uh, it checks out. It, uh, it gets around the system, around the cluster, as you need. In fact, a... Uh, a ship that's uh, been around for a while, uh, at least for uh, for you, Cal, and uh, something that has uh, quite a bit of uh, personal value. It's uh, seen better days, but uh, it gets you where you need to go, and uh, is essentially the you know core piece to to your trade here uh, of running cargo and, and whatnot through the cluster. Uh, climbing aboard, you see everything is good to go. Checking over your manifests, uh, all cargo has been loaded. Uh, everything looks good. And uh, you set off to uh, head towards Caradef. Uh, Cal, go ahead and give me a piloting check. A, ooh, a 10. <laughs> okay. Whether a uh, cocktail too many uh, in the uh, docking station lounge or just a uh, the freighter shaking off, uh, you know, some of its uh, cobwebs uh, that it seems to often get. Uh, 
not the smoothest takeoff, but a takeoff nonetheless. And you find yourselves uh, quickly ascending uh, towards the uh, atmosphere, eventually breaking that and getting into uh, space to a point where it's safe enough to make your jump into into hyperspace towards Karadef uh, to go to journey for your next uh, few hours uh, that it takes to get there. It's an uneventful trip uh, during there. Uh, a good, um, actually, it's a good, uh, you know, 30 hours uh, to head that way. This is going to be a long one, isn't it? Yes, and where I was, so the communications relays would no longer spark once the actuators have been properly ratified. Mm-hmm. But the really challenge is the grav, the gravetic catalyst. If it shudders too much, it'll knock them completely offline. And then what happens? Well, Dr. Shiviston theorized that perhaps there was a way to combine some components of the magnetic turbine variety to deal with this. This would be fantastic. It would only take me two or three hundred hours to replicate it if I could get the right parts. Well, I always learn something when I talk to you. Whether it was wanted is always a question, but you're least smart. Do you know Dejeric? I've dabbled in a few games here and there. Any good? Well, that's really not necessary. I just need to be better than you. They cock a they cock a snarled grin and actually and reach reach behind in their backpack and start, and actually pull out a portable Desert set and kind of lay it out on kind of like the, imagine the little lounge room table. So uh, aboard the Vagrant's Mistress, uh, there is a there's a lounge area, and uh, there actually is a you know kind of hollow gaming table and whatnot. But that thing, Cal, you don't remember the last time. Yeah, you don't Half remember the, the last time that thing worked. Um, so so yes, uh, Datesh, you need to uh, you know provide your kind of portable set uh, if you want to get into any sort of. Uh, Play with this, for sure. Well, that's why they bring it along. Half the pieces don't show up on our de- on our Desiree board on the ship. <laughs> so they just going to that table. They just kind of plop their own set down and start switching on everything. If you wouldn't, if you would indulge me, body. Of course, but you're not going to open with that terrible Kinton Strider attack, are you? <laughs> You know what you're talking about. No, but if you move the sad rip that direction, you're toast. So, uh, let's, uh, let's do some, uh, I think we still utilize the gambling rules here, uh, for this. 4D, you, uh, would probably utilize your, uh, intelligence stack for your, your gambling die, which would give you a d12. And then uh, Daydash, uh, probably your intelligence as well at a plus uh, four, I think, right? Yep, yep. And so that gives you a D10. Uh, proficiencies in um, in any gaming set, either of you. Desiric. Okay. That's why I got it. 
and uh, 4D. No, gaming... but, uh, you know, considering my lore skill, perhaps the, uh, you know, original, you know, inspirations of Chatez, you know, are rolling around in his head, perhaps using some ancient versions. Outdated is the term we use nowadays. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll, we'll just kind of simulate a few rounds of, of the game here that you guys play back and forth. Uh, so as I said, uh, 4D, you would utilize a D12 just straight uh, without uh, that gaming set proficiency. Uh, but uh, Daedash, uh, you will have a D10, but you get to add your proficiency bonus because you are proficient in a gaming set. So you'll have a D10 plus 3. Uh, for, for your uh, checks here and uh, basically it's just a, a contest to verse each other highest number per round wins um, so uh, go ahead give me first round of your uh, Dejarit game I open with a 6 open with an 11 okay so uh, first round to uh, Daydash take the color slug and kind of slide it over and taking one of his pieces at this point, uh, Kel, of her- Kel from the uh, from the cockpit have heard, you know, the banter back and forth, and decides, "Ah, this ought to be entertaining." I know how uh, 4D and uh, Dadesh get along so well. Oh, it's all uh, in yes. good fun. It's all in good <laughs> fun, Kev. A classic Alba Ford Junior Club move. Very classic. Just because you throw around big words doesn't mean you know how to use them. So set up for round two. Uh, go ahead and um, make your rolls there. Five. Five for four D. Six. <laughs> just barely, just barely. Four D uh, seems to uh, show that uh, he knows he knows his way around the uh, checkered board as well. And um, though Datish has. Uh, is netting the overall win so far. Uh, 4D is putting up uh, a good fight. And uh, just to finish out the game, the third round. Captain, we're going to need to get this unit looked at again. The monarchs are glitching. They never move crop properly. I can't flank. Oh, they can't uh, flank them. Oh. It's, a poor, it's, oh. a poor, it's a poor craftsman that uh, blames his tools, I heard, 4D. Mm, I see, Captain. 12 for this time. That's a 9. And 4D comes back and uh, yes, uh, Datish maybe gets a little too comfortable in uh, their their first two rounds and uh, 4D comes back with third. Uh, still an overall loss for the droid, but uh, you know, I think uh, probably stings a little bit that uh, is able to get, get the final say in the game uh, against the uh, Trandoshan. That... Did not expect the Kinton Strider death gambits. Well played. Eliminating your grim tosh was, of course, central to irritating you, DD. Good game. Kind of puts a hand for like a fist bump. The droid sort of stumbles as he tries to simulate. Oh, you really are. You really are as clueless as you look. After a few more games, between the two of you, uh, you know, maybe some rest as well. Whatever else uh, you might do on the ship during your uh, longer travel, uh, you eventually get towards your destination. The um, your 
you get a notification in the cockpit, uh, Kel, that uh, you're arriving and you're about to come out of uh, hyperspace. Uh, the swirling blue fades away into the streaks of the stars, eventually to the solid points of light uh, dotting the black of space. And uh, you come out uh, with Karadef uh, deep in the distance. You see the space station as well that hovers around that and um, the recognizable imperial presence that hangs out there as well uh, outside, uh, essentially as a um, customs blockade that you're very familiar with, uh, that, you know, this part of the process of uh, checking into Karadef. One thing, another thing that you you three would uh, know about Karadef as well is that uh, the the Empire, given the um, kind of the, the birth rates of the Caries, the, the the native species, the Empire doesn't want them to um, basically expand through the galaxy, and has uh, put a restriction on uh, certain technology uh, being brought into the system. Um, for them to basically uh, expand out from their own planet. So they definitely keep a watch on that. And, um, you know, that being said, you know, there are, there's definitely opportunities there uh, for black market technology in that regard. But either way, uh, you you head towards the, towards the customs checkpoints and uh, get hailed from them. A voice comes over the speaker. Attention excess light freighter, uh, please be prepared for docking. Uh, what is your purpose? Uh, just uh, here to deliver some uh, materials. Understood. Please uh, head over to port 73 and we will uh, arrive soon for inspection. Make sure everything's on the up and up. These particular materials that we are hauling, these are we wouldn't consider these actually like uh, regulated though and think we need to have any issues here with customs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. As as far as you know, you're concerned, everything is is good to go, uh, up to snuff. Um, yeah. Just just raw kind of metal materials. Like okay, so like raw materials that get used in like the manufacture of like electronics goods and technology type things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Maybe some uh, heavier uh, types as well, but yes. And did we? I should have asked. I guess at the beginning, did we have a particular? Like buyer already lined up, or we're just coming here to then look for a buyer. There would be some uh, manufacturers and whatnot that would be your your buyer. Okay. Yeah. So that would be all set up. Yep. Knowing we're about to get inspected, though, um, did we'll kind of reach into their bag and grab their mask and put that on, knowing that we're about to get accosted by the stormtroopers. Okay. And what kind of mask is that? I mean, that doesn't, it doesn't give away that you're, it obviously isn't covering oh, no, that I'm, you're Trandoshan. I still look like just, a Trandoshan. Yeah. I can't exactly hide that. <laughs> right. I like, growl at every other person. Like, no, it's mainly just um, identity-wise. They've had yeah. a, they've had run-ins with Imperials. There were run-ins with the Imperials before. It's just more of a precaution, if anything. There shouldn't be any issues with their identity, but they like to be cautious. Right, right. And also, you know, screw the Imperials. <laughs> All right. So, Kel, assuming you uh, are going to head over to the assigned... Oh. Uh... Yes. Yeah. Kel will uh, plot the uh, course on the Vagrant here to uh, the docking bay. It's been called out. 
All right. So it's just kind of a floating uh, docking bay, if you will. Uh, there's there's a few uh, larger imperial ships here and there uh, that sit off the station. You go and stop there, and eventually uh, a small ship, a uh, smaller imperial ship, heads your way. There's a, a very soft little shake to the ship as you hear it connect uh, to the airlock, and uh, you hear the the hiss of that connection as things pressurize between the two, and eventually there is a ping on your system uh, that you have guests on the other side to uh, open up and allow them passage. 4D, please be quiet this time. But usually I do the protocol conversations with the Imperials. They love me. No, no, that's, that's true. Uh, I don't do know. Do I don't know that the Imperials love much of anything, but... Uh... Well, they'll certainly take kinder to your your administrative looking. assistant than the non-human individual in the mask. Oh well, I, I wholeheartedly <laughs> makes like a finger gun at that, like bingo. Whole wholeheartedly agree with that, and uh, but yeah, just routine inspection. We're not no reason uh, to be concerned this time, right? Nope, nothing, uh, nothing here that should raise any concern. But uh, I'm gonna ask one more time: Is there anything we should know about? <laughs> No, just uh, just some materials here. Okay. I still still hate every time these stormtroopers set foot on this uh, ship, so it just gives me an uneasy feeling. Even when you're not hauling anything, uh, you want to hide. With 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 that uh, note, I just that uneasy feeling is uh, stormtroopers come onto the ship, even when there's nothing to hide. Kel will uh, reach over and uh, hit the button on the airlock, I guess, or the loading ramp and let uh, open the door. With a heavy whoosh, the uh, door opens, and on the other side is a Imperial officer dressed in um, all the, the uniform of, uh, of such type, and uh, he is flanked by a few other figures, uh, the bright white, uh, two of them in the bright white uh, armor of a you know, your standard stormtrooper, and uh, two others that uh, are more of the uh, you know inspection type. Uh, looks like they're carrying a heavy, uh, some kind of a box, scanning equipment and things. Uh, things that uh, you'd be pretty familiar with. This is not, this is not a, you know, this inspection is not the first time that you've dealt with this. It's it's seemingly routine. It doesn't look like there's anything extra here that uh, the Imperials are are coming in. Uh, after that, uh, steps forward. The uh, the officer, uh, you know, kind of slowly walks forward. Forty, you said you would kind of be there greeting them. Uh, Kel and uh, Dee Dee, where would you both be? Um, I mean, Kel's just gonna be, I guess, kind of standing right there by the the doorway, kind of you know inside to this, you know, off to the side. Yeah. So just open the door, and then just sort of a gesture, like, "All right, not that I have a choice, but come on board." Dennis is probably sitting in the um the opposite side that um Kel is sitting in and just kind of leaning against the back wall there just trying not to be just trying to be unassuming as unassuming as they can be as unassuming as a Trandoshan with this black skull mask can be can it (laughs) greetings imperial magistrates welcome to the vagrant's mistress you will find us fully cooperative with imperial taxation bureau and customs components we've also taken the liberty of already transmitting our subsection 3 triple quantified authorization for this transport please come this way you see a immediately a heavy eye roll from the officer <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Imperials just, love him. He just, uh, you know, looks at you and then, you know, looks looks past uh, U4D to Kel and just says, uh, droids, just the worst. Are you the uh, <laughs> captain of the ship? That's right. That's uh, right captain uh, Vanix, um, as 4D mentioned, uh, any questions you have, we're here to uh, answer. We have the uh, our manifest right here, and uh, Cal will pull up the uh, data pad. It's got, I guess, shipping manifest and what the cargo is and its destination and its, and its uh, origination as well. So uh, the officer steps forward and says, uh, I'm Officer Kent Barron. Uh, this will be a routine inspection, as long as there's nothing uh, we shouldn't be finding. And you all can be on your way. He takes the uh, data pad from you and, and starts going over that. Uh, it kind of looks at it and um, and then turns to uh, the two figures with him, uh, the trooper, the, the inspection troopers, and says, uh, tells them to head off to the you know cargo bay and uh, do their thing essentially. And then the uh, the officer there just uh, says, this could be a lengthy process. But we'll do what we can to expedite it. It looks like you're bringing in raw materials. Uh, yeah, that's uh, correct. Just a couple tons of uh, some raw materials here for uh, manufacturing facilities. Just raw materials, yes? No, uh, no unregulated products, items, technologies? Absolutely not. Just uh, crates and crates of raw materials. You see that he he's he definitely you know he, he's the type that he wants to catch somebody, uh, and uh, he just has that uh, feel about him that he he a little power hungry and whatnot. He's hoping he can get something out of you and whatnot. But uh, you uh, you've been having a lot of issues with uh, people bringing in unregulated uh, goods these days. We've seen enough of it. We tried to. Keep an eye on it, yes. Uh, there's been a slight influx of this sad attempt for a rebellion, as you may have heard. So we are uh, as careful as we can be. Hmm. Uh, under, uh, understandable, but uh, nope. We're just uh, bringing some good old-fashioned raw materials here. Nothing, uh, nothing too special. We're just simple, simple traders trying to make our way here in the cluster. So I'm waddling after the stormtroopers with a data pad. Like as you can see, I've already organized the crates into standard Arabish, and I've taken the liberty of pre-selecting using standard Imperial Navy algorithms which crates you should inspect first based on heightened awareness and a sense of finding something interesting for your magistrate. Uh, yeah, luckily, Officer Baron is, uh, yeah, is, you know, still here nearby the um, the entrance there. So, yeah, so so complete opposite side of the ship would be 4D, you along with these uh, scanning troopers uh, going through that. 4D, give me a uh, performance or persuasion check, your choice. Yes, that's my, my charisma-centric lying character. Uh, no, uh, I get a 14, sir. So the the two scanning troopers uh, seem to at least uh, just, uh, you know, entertain you with um, with their attention and whatnot and uh, kind of play along. And, uh, you know, 
it's hard to tell if, if they're just going through that process anyway, um, or if, if you really did make a you know difference in the convenience of their job. Um, it, it seems pretty standard. You'd be familiar with this process as well. Back over on the other side of the ship, uh, you know, they're in your you know lounge area and whatnot, waiting for uh, the scan to be completed. Uh, Officer Baron, you know, kind of going through the manifest uh, a little bit more and, and just kind of looking around and, and turns to you again, Cal. So this, uh, this is quite an old ship. Is is this borrowed? Is this yours? Uh, yeah. Uh, family, uh, family heirloom, I guess you could uh, call it. Uh, practically grew up on this ship, actually, and uh, took it over for the family business here, running, uh, running freight. How nice, says uh, pretty dryly. I see here in the records that... There's a lien on the vessel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Funny story, that one. But, uh, yeah. Um, little, uh, you know, business dealing. Sometimes uh, don't go always uh, according to plan. But uh, it's all all taken care of, as you can see. It's uh, all on the up and up. And uh, may I ask who you are in debt to? I guess before I answer that real quick as a character, would Kel know that, like... Is Yerkes a, a bad shark, word? Yeah, it's like, is he, like, known as, like, a scumbag, like, a problem, or is it like, ah, no, okay, it's no big deal? Give me give me a lore check for that. 17. Nice. All right. Yeah, so, I mean, in general, he's a loan shark, so he probably kind of falls into that category as it is. Um... You know, there may have been an instance or two in it just in in your relationships that you know that you know he's done less than uh, um, favorable things to you know anybody or everybody uh, that might come across him. So, uh, in this situation, yeah, it's it's probably not a. Plus, I assume if the guy wants to actually look into it on the ships, like if it, if it shows that there's a lien on it, it's probably going to ultimately say who's got it placed as well. I guess. Right. Yeah, so. he's gonna probably be able to find that out. Yeah. Um, okay. That's my thing. So. Like, might as well just say who it is, I guess. Otherwise, hide but, it. But yes, you would definitely know that. You know, he's he's a little bit of a shady character. So you will be judged. But mm-hmm. you know, you would also be pretty confident that you know he ba- you basically just owe him money. There's nothing mm-hmm. beyond that. Yeah. Okay. So yep. Yeah, Cal replied back, um, kind of sort of muttering kind of under his breath a little bit like he still can't believe this is you know got entangled with this guy just like uh your assistant uh your sis nadago your kiss eh he's uh that's quite a fellow to get wrapped up into i hope uh, i hope you pay on time for your sake that's uh that's the plan that's why that's why we're here you know so uh yeah hopefully we can wrap this up soon, and I can get these goods uh, dropped off, money collected, and, uh, you know, out of your guys' hair. Oh, I know this is not your first time around with this cargo. You know how this process takes. Now, you might also know that Yerkes has been quite a pain in the backside of the Empire around these parts causing chaos and disrupting our own patrols of the cluster. 
Where would you say your relationship lies with Mr. Nadago? Very favorable? Or perhaps would you be interested in some financial assistance to get out of your burden? Well, I suppose, uh, I suppose that suppose that depends on what, uh, what kind of financial assistance uh, we're talking about here. He just he kind of like motions towards the data pad and he taps on it. He says, uh, oh, "Perhaps in uh, you know the form of clearing this debt." Uh, how uh, how exactly does the uh, the empire plan to uh, do that? Well, of course. We certainly aren't able to uh, just walk up and sit down with Yerkes, have a friendly chat, kindly ask him to play nice. So we, uh, we might have some other ideas of how to deal with that situation. But if we can get somebody, you know, that works with him currently. From the kind of corner they're sitting in, Dedesh kind of shoots Kel a look, just like a questioning look. Well, it's no, uh, it's no secret. Eryxus isn't, uh, you know, my favorite person in the world. Uh, you know, has a lean here on my, my ship. But um, I'm not a hundred. I'm not entirely sure what, uh, what you're asking me to, uh, to do here. I can't, I can't well have Eryxus uh, call, calling in and taking my ship from me here. Well, but of course. That is, uh, that is the idea, that we, uh, we ensure that you hold on to your ship. But uh, in return, you help us. You, you get to Yerkes, and uh, we arrange a way for you to, to get him to stay out of our business. You there, he turns uh, to you, Dedish. Very quiet. If, uh, something to hide there, and kind of motions to his face towards the mask. They, um, they growl under the rhythm. <laughs> and just starts talking in Dosh. <laughs> and if any of you know Dosh, I don't know if any of you do, but they're mainly just talking about, God, I hate when I have to make up words to avoid conversations. <laughs> just feigning feigning a lack of basic knowledge <laughs> with some 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 deep growls and hisses under under his breath uh officer baron just uh kind of you might not be able to hear uh Dadish. uh cal you probably would but just uh but but essentially just curses griffin lizards says well cal things look pretty good here i see your license is uh up to date It'd be good that uh, they stay that way. Over in the cargo holds, uh, 4D, the crew uh, is finishing up their scan and uh, seems that they've uh, done what they needed to do and are ready to head back to head out of the ship. By mile calculations, you still need to do at least three more containers before you can meet Imperial Standard. Are you sure well, you're done? Giggles under breath at this point, like almost audibly. <laughs> If they're anywhere nearby to hear, just or just distant in the hallways, 4D lecturing them. Give me a, uh, give me a persuasion check. Fifteen. The two uh, look at each other. One of them just turns to you and says, "Listen, we've got a scan. Nothing here but scrap metals. 
raw materials. We don't want to spend any more time here than I'm sure you want us to be here, so... If you want, we can continue the scan again. We'll be on our way. There's no no harm, no harm. I just want to ensure that the, you know, Imperial TPS reports are completely up to date for you. I'd hate to have you in a scenario where the magistrate gives you a poor performance of you for not doing your job to your utmost scrutiny. And we would hate to uh, notify our commanding officer that the freighters here weren't cooperating with us during our during our scan. So kindly appreciate your time. Oh my. And <laughs> Forty just kind of walks way back to the central area. So back in the holding area, uh, as uh, Baron and waits uh, for the scanners to come, uh, with the the two stormtroopers still there, uh, guards just kind of basically at the hallway entrance into that. Uh, but uh, Baron continues and and says, uh, "Kel, I'm not going to just tell you what uh, what it is uh, we want from you." But uh, if you think you get an idea, or you think you're interested in helping out uh, with us deal with a problem of ours, we'll see what we can do about uh, your financial, the financial problem of your own. The uh, two scanning uh, troopers come up, give a nod to Officer uh, Baron, and uh, they just head kind of right out uh, towards the uh, access hatch. Baron turns to you all, says, uh, you may carry on. Appreciate your cooperation. I'm sure we'll see you again. Two fingers salute just casually. <laughs> all right, I guess once uh, once they're off the ship, Kel will go over and uh, hit, the, hit the button on the door to shut that behind them. I love when they never bothered to find a translator. The, uh, you hear... The um, hiss again of the airlock uh, disconnecting, and uh, eventually outside of your viewports, uh, you can see the Imperial shuttle disembark from your ship and head back towards the main station. Uh, and then a few moments later, uh, you get a ding in your uh, your comm link in the ship saying that uh, you are clear to proceed down to Caradef. All right, Kill, uh, go back to the pilot's seat there and uh, head on towards the planet. So let's see uh, see if we get this cargo offloaded here and uh, 4D I guess you can uh, see if you can find any of those parts you're after. Just uh, keep in mind what we can and can't take off world here. I don't want another encounter with with customs getting out of here. So 4D kind of trots over to Dadesh and says, was there a proposition for more Imperial entanglements? Is that what I overheard? Yeah, we'll have to talk with, we'll have to talk with Kel after we're done with the job. There was, the officer made a proposition of sorts, you know, burial informants and all that. Want something on Yerkes? I see. Shrugs, like shrugs, like, I only know so much. We'll have to talk to Kel later. Uh, 4D kind of heads up to the cockpit and sits down next to uh, uh, Kel. Dash will follow behind, just kind of standing behind them. Not to be concerned, sir, but I am uh, concerned, sir. What uh, what are you worried about now, 4D? 
As lucrative as the proposition may have sounded, you do know dealing with the Imperials never ends well. Oh, I know. Just uh, not a hun- not entirely sure what what they're looking for with Yurkus. Uh, and that's what's worrying me. Agreed. I don't really want uh, to go any further on Yurkus's bad side. It's bad enough to have this uh, debt we owe him, but start getting making things personal with him might not uh, be our best course. The ambiguity of their offer is also concerning, to say the least. Our best course, Captain. Did you say our best course? Well, yeah. If I'm uh, getting entangled in anything, you're coming with me. Dedesh will actually, at this point, come around behind them and lock arms around both of their heads and central processors. You can't get... You're not running away this quickly, Forty. And just actually, like, takes the hand and basically, like, ruffles the hair, except with the do- the glass dome that is his head. What As you guys you continue know? flying towards Caradef, uh everyone give me a perception check. 22. Same. 22. Pair of uh, 22s and uh, didn't 11. look good. An 11. <laughs> I thought you were the perceptive one. <laughs> I rolled a five. <laughs> so uh, Kel and uh, Dadesh, as as you as you're heading towards the surface of Karadef, um but it's still kind of even immediately as you're leaving. There's there's a decent. You, you've always known this imperial presence that's existed here. Um, you know, just given the the population of the planet and whatnot, and uh, you know, there's there's definitely enough going on that this is kind of one of the hubs uh, in the cluster. It seems though that there's a little bit of an increased uh, presence, imperial presence here. It's not massive, but it's it's enough to notice. You definitely, because you know in general that here out in the Minos cluster that, you know, it's pretty quiet as far as, as the imperial presence had gone. But uh, it seems that you know, here things are a little bit uh, maybe picked up. And um, thinking back to uh, when you left uh, Travnin as well, you begin to think that yeah, there was a little bit, a uh, little bit extra force there as well, presence there. Hell, has there been anything going on in the system recently? Because it looks like the worker bugs are swarming. Mm. Eh, nothing nothing major that I'm aware of I know uh, the Imperial mentioned some increased rebel activity sounds like uh, since the toy blown up there's always been more rebel activity yeah sounds like uh, maybe activity with the rebellion is picking up out here in the cluster Uh, hope it doesn't cause too much of an issue yeah, see, you, you look at it potentially as issue. Yeah, I look at it as possibility for uh, some extra business. Fair enough, fair enough. The more rebels means more firefights, though. And I the love this ship, but there's only so much it can take. The odds of success when navigating an Imperial 
versus Rebels scenario while also avoiding Yerkes and double-crossing him for profit is about 950 to 1. Wise as always, 40. Really bring up spirits around here. Yeah. Unsolicited advice is always my favorite, 40. Keep that up. Really got to get his uh, sarcasm, sarcasm uh, chip uh, dialed in. Many have tried, sir. Many have tried. Let's just get out of here as fast as we can. So you uh, continue your way down to Caradef, uh the busy, uh, overpopulated uh, system, and uh, head to your your uh, destination with the goods. Uh, the transaction uh, goes as planned uh, after inspection by the buyer. Uh, they're pleased and satisfied with what you've uh, transported and uh, hand over the uh, promised amount, 6,500 credits, uh, which is for the entire load. Uh, but that is, you know, of course, covers the uh, cost as well uh, to purchase that good. So you can take uh, out of that about uh you know with with the the high demand for the goods there's obviously a lot of uh other transporters trying to bring in uh their own cargo and whatnot but uh you got it at a good a pretty good deal and uh after covering uh, the initial purchase of the of the materials and whatnot uh you're left with about uh 2200 credits i'll pass uh pass the information over to uh 4d and say uh Update the uh, update the books there, 4D. It's to be on it. A little more load off the back. What's uh, what's the point in having a droid if it can't do a little bit of accounting and bookkeeping for you, right? A little bit. I do believe I do all of it. Well, you're so good at it. Yeah, well, of we course were just I'm good at it. I'm sure we would just make a mistake. <laughs> it would drive you crazy. We would we wouldn't hear the end of it for weeks. My typing always infuriates you. I find that dash numbering systems don't really compute as easily as... It makes more sense than the Arabic... Never mind, we're not getting into this again. Anything else that uh, you all would like to do while you're on Caradef? Oh yeah, you wanted to go get droid parts, didn't you, Fordoon? Or at least some scraps. Yeah, I mean, uh, a crate of, you know, thrown away terrible junk that, give me a uh, give me an investigation check i'll i'll help out i'll help out if they pointed out they wanted to go find some scrap they'll 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 tag along and lend a little bit of a hand excellent i rolled a one you're welcome <laughs> all right so uh you can either have uh 4d you can roll again or a dash if you want to make the roll you can just roll again and another one. Oh no oh my god you can't say I didn't help. You can't say I didn't help. This is the oh. problem with rolling real dice, Todd. <laughs> They're fallible. I, my roll 20 luck? No, no. <laughs> also fair. Whether the initially routine inspection, um, you know, that seemed to turn uh, very different, um, whether that weighs on your circuits, uh, or, or something else. Um, but for some reason, you just struggle to, to seek out and find anything worthwhile. You do find, you know, scraps, as you said, but you're almost basically bringing back what you dropped off, scraps. 
um, just junk material. Uh, there's just unfortunately not really anything of value for you to find from your search. Yeah, this info core is shot completely. Not a good gravity oscillator in the whole junk. No lubricant exchangers. No thrusters that didn't seize. Was there even a, did you see any cooling cables? You were specifically looking for those. All terribly, <laughs> terribly. Uh, sorry, out, of, out of sorts. We'll get you some. We'll get you some better scrap later. Good enough to blow up. Composite rings are bulging on all of these ventriculators. It's unbelievable. And look at this. This restraining bolt doesn't even work. I can't even use it on you. <laughs> this photoreceptor kind of blinks red and orange and then green. Kidding, and kidding, kidding. <laughs> After your unsuccessful uh, search for some spare parts and whatnot, uh, with nothing else to do, and uh, maybe wanting to get off the crowded planet uh, sooner than later, uh, you head back towards your ship uh, with the cargo completely unloaded and uh, can head out. Uh, as you come back to the ship, uh, your comm system is blinking with a message. Yeah, well, uh, it looks like uh, we got a message. And I'll go over and hit the, the play button. As you settle in, I... Uh, Message comes through from a very familiar voice. Uh, somebody that uh, maybe you're not sure if you want to hear from right now, but uh, seems uh, seems expected. Cal, it's your guess. Just checking up on you. I just want to make sure that you're going to be making your payments. Cutting it pretty close last time. You said you were out running some parts. Hopefully that went well. Come have a chat and a drink with me. You know where to find me. Uh, I never like hearing from that guy. Uh, Kel, you would know that um, Yurkus often hangs out on uh, Shishero 5, one of the moons there of the gas giant, uh, part of that little small system. And... Uh, he has uh, he hangs out in a few you know CD cantina establishments and and has a little bit of a you know kind of hideout there as well. Um, he'll sometimes move around, but if he tells you you know you know where to find him, that's uh, where he's going to be. Well, I guess while we've got the courage before anything else goes wrong, we should probably go pay Yurkus a visit, see what he has to say. Of course, depending on how that conversations go, I might be more inclined to uh, accept that imperial assistance offer. After all, don't get an itchy trigger finger. We can't get revenge on everybody who's an ass to us. <laughs> I just want to be out from under Yurkus's thumb. Don't we all? Just not so sure. I want to trade that thumb for the fist of the empire, though. Well, Four D, if uh, you're done here. Looking for uh, knickknacks and mementos. Uh, say we plot a course for Cheryl Five and uh, get out of here. Mementos, unbelievable, Captain. Mementos. He's There's upset no because we found we found shot out there. There's no way to respect Doctor Sorvistan's research. Fifty years. 50 years he spent working on these projects and I can't even take his research forward. Kel, please take off. 
Kel, go ahead and uh, please plot the course or, you know, set the computer to plot the course for uh, Shasheril 5 and uh, begin uh, takeoff preparations. All right. So uh, you go and um, you haven't, uh, you don't have the freshest data here for this. Uh, you know that your time spent in the cluster, uh, the charted route is going to be heading over to Tirelia and then to Shasheril. Uh, it, it's a pretty hefty, like, three-day trip. Um, you might be able to cut uh, a day off of that if you if you try an uncharted route going direct from Karadef to Shasheril, but always a little risky, a little riskier if you're doing uncharted um, routes like that. So do you have a preference there? Um, but um, I guess what I was going to ask, yeah, I was going to ask from a, from a time time frame perspective. I know Yurkis was talking about cutting it close. He's probably just being a jerk about it. Um, do we have any sort of like time time frame? Like, hey, we really do need to get there pretty quick, or it's going to be a problem, or do we have like the full three days? Uh, you definitely have the full three days to travel. Um, it, you, as far as kind of your your next uh, due date on your for your payment um mm-hmm. that's a good week uh okay. out but i mean it's still easy um, to just you know let that uh come and go yeah um well since we have the uh the credits and don't necessarily want to risk any any issues we'll go ahead and take the uh the, the charted route even if it's a, a day extra all right give me a piloting check 15. All right. Um, taking off from Karadef much smoother than first time through. You ascend away from the surface, eventually getting to your uh, jump distance for uh, hyperspace and jump into that route towards Torelia, uh, where you spend uh, your first two initial days in uh, hyperspace. And then uh, a quick uh, re-jump to, from there to Shasheril, arriving on uh, Shasheril Five, where uh, Yerkes is currently hanging out. This concludes tonight's episode of Vagrant Freighters. Tune in next time as our story continues on Dungeon Jedi Masters Theater.